What's going on, all my podcasters? See Jizzle and the Wizzle for yet another episode. Uh, I made one earlier today in the afternoon. We're going to go ahead and make one here in the evening. So, it was really funny because after I got off of uh, that podcast, I got online, checked my card balance for my debit card that I get paid through work, and I had like a $95 bonus, right? <clears throat> and so I get online just for shits and giggles to the dispensary downtown and I look at what products they have down there because the last time I was down there and I bought this vape pen cartridge uh, I didn't really want to buy the vape pen actually I just bought it because they didn't have the weed that I wanted and all their other weed was sky high so usually an eighth of weed downtown will cost you $65 plus tax so about $75 maybe a little bit more um, anyways I got a whole quarter which is double for about 70 I think it was like 58 plus tax and um, there's different tax brackets, different tax rates, uh, in different parts of the city. Now, the one that's all the way over across town is in like a certain little subdivision, township, I guess you can call it. Uh, they don't go by city and state tax because they, they consider themselves their own entity. So they have a different tax bracket there and they also have a different tax bracket at the one all the way by the lake uh, they're all different tax brackets so uh, anywho with that being said I usually when I see a good deal I know a good deal okay and if it's usually a certain price and I'm gonna get a good amount I'll go and pick it up because I know there's a chance that it's not going to be there, which is what happened the last time. So, um, so they had to advertise that they had this tropical gelato shake, and um, I was like, well, you know, I wanted to try the tropical gelato, right? And um, you know, you just can't beat it for a quarter paying $58 for a quarter that's less than $10 for a gram so with the taxes and everything out the door it was $10 a gram and for dispensary weed you really can't beat it when it's testing at like 27 to 30 percent it's very high THC content uh, you know it's good weed you know it's pure it ain't been stepped on or you know when you find dog hairs in it from your dealer and <laughs> Uh, you know it's good clean weed not very many hands has touched it and I'm sure that if they did they probably had gloves on so it's just a good clean weed and uh, I'd rather buy that while I can while it's cheap than to pay outrageous fucking prices at $65 for an eighth I mean you're paying $140 for a quarter Plus taxes, because you got to buy two eights. It's going to be like uh, $170 probably for a quarter. 
which is crazy. So, they had eights on sale for 40 bucks. Out the door, it was probably about 45, 50 bucks for an eighth, which is about street prices. So, you know, when you can jump on a good deal, you jump on a good deal. And so I got this shit thinking, oh, it's going to be great, right? Now, every brand of weed that I've smoked from the dispensary has been buds. Little popcorn buds is what they call them. They're not huge buds, but it's not ground up either. This shit is ground up. Like they were going to roll joints with it. And they just had some left over and said, fuck it, we'll just sell it. Um, it still smokes good. Um, now, has it really got a tropical flavor or a smell to it? Not really. I mean, it smells kind of funky to me. I don't know. It doesn't really smell too tropical. Um, but it does have a tropical aftertaste to it. and You know, you just can't really beat the amount of volume that you really get. This is going to be something that I'm going to be smoking on once I run out of the good shit. So, and, but anyways, I don't like ground up weed because it doesn't usually last that long, right? It loses its potency after it's all ground up. And so I took it out of that package and I have a little small jar from the last time that I bought an eighth, a little ozone jar. Uh, ozone is the brand name of the weed that I usually smoke. Uh, one of the brand names. I usually like... Uh, uh, Ozone's a good one. Rhythm is a good one by Green Thumb Industries. Uh, I usually like smoking the vape cartridges from Grassroots. I'm sure they have good weed too, but uh, and it's, there's probably one or two other brands that I'm forgetting about, but I usually stick to those brands because they usually have pretty good weed. So. Me getting this from them, though, kind of pissed me off. I'm not going to lie. But at the end of the day, that $95 bonus that I got was free to me just for my hard work. So I decided to get some beer with it, some smoke, and uh, get some pizza to eat to soak up all the beer. <laughs> but no, I mean, uh, I was getting kind of worried because my stash was getting to... Uh, I just broke open my last eighth. And I don't want to be smoking all my good shit up, you know. So this is going to last me a while until I can go back to the dispensary and get another good, solid, uh, flavorful strain. <laughs> but for now, we're just going to sit here and make a, make a good little podcast. Drinking on the Michelob Ultras tonight. Michelob Ultra. I can't be drinking any other beers because it makes me too fat. I can't do that shit. Um, <laughs> tonight we are powered by Owltech. Qualcomm 3.0 charger. Quick charge. That's what we're using to power this phone to make this podcast because it was at like 25% when we started. 
at like 49% now. So, if it wasn't for this little portable charger, this power bank charger that I got, which it's massive by the way, I forgot how many, uh, it is 73.4 watt hours, so 73 watt hour battery, it's pretty massive, it's like a brick. <laughs> I can probably charge my phone three times, maybe four, off of it. Uh, but it's really neat to have to kind of keep in the bed with you so you can charge your phone. You don't have to go put it over on the outlet and charge it. Uh, very convenient. If you're going camping, you can take it with you. Uh, charge up your cameras and everything. Speaking of cameras, I'm really thinking about getting a Polaroid. They've got those Polaroid kits for like 160 bucks online, and it comes with three different things of film. The camera's rechargeable, um, and I love instant photos like that that I can put in a scrapbook. Um, be able to say, hey, this is whenever I went to the Grand Canyon, and hey, this is when me and my mom went to that diner over here. And I like to be able to look back at memories like that and actually have a physical photo book. So I think I'm going to start doing it that way. And whenever I start taking these road trips everywhere, I'm going to take a little snap of me in front of, you know, the sign or whatever, and I'm going to put it in a photo album. That way I can remember where I've been and and look back at all the good memories that I did have. So and for some reason, it's better to just be able to have a physical photo book to, to flip through instead of having these virtual photo books online on Facebook and shit. If I was to get rid of Facebook and lose all my photos, I wouldn't have any photos. So, you know, that's something else I gotta consider and think about is backing up those photos and then transferring them and getting copies made of those if I want to keep them. So, which I'm pretty sure I am. I don't want to just lose them. And I'm pretty sure there's gonna be a day when me and Facebook part ways. Because I just, I'm, I'm tired of dealing with them. So, every time I get unblocked on Facebook, I get blocked again over some something stupid, you know, a picture or something that was said. Boo-hoo. Anywho. Um, yeah, I've, I've kind of just been thinking about van life a lot more lately and what I'm going to do after I do get the van going. What's going to be the first road trip that I take? Um, and I've got, you know, basically four weeks throughout the year to take a vacation. So that's a vacation every three months, if you break it down. So, and I usually want to save a week for towards the end of the year uh, for either Thanksgiving or Christmas. Uh, I usually take it from Christmas to New Year's, usually, uh, but uh, I need to start thinking about what, what, where I am going to go, what I am going to do, and how I'm going to be able to pack these trips into week-long trips. And um, they're going to be very important trips, trips that, you know, it's not going to be just like, Oh, some sightseeing down in Kansas. 
you know, like it's going to be like either Yosemite or uh, I've always wanted to go to Joshua Tree National Park. Uh, so I haven't really decided yet, but I know that um, there are some places that I'm going to be driving along and stopping by along the way. And I've seen this uh, thing on YouTube or on some video, some documentary that was talking about food joints different restaurants and I think I was in Idaho yeah I think it was Idaho um, there were some restaurants there with barbecue that looked so good I think it was in uh, soda soda springs Idaho and they had this barbecue joint there that looked so good that was like you would think that you were in Memphis or Texas and so I started getting online and marking off these places. I started looking around and seeing what other restaurants they had that looked really good. Because, like I said, when you're driving along, you don't have time to get on Google Maps and look and see what's around this and what's around that. So it's good to just already have it pinned out and mapped out. So if you do drive past that spot, you've already got it mapped out on your maps. So. I use Google Maps anytime I leave the city. I mean, when I took the three-hour bicycle trek tour, uh, 30-mile trek to another city, I use my GPS on Google Maps to go through all the back roads. So, anywho, um, the force is strong. The willpower is strong. <laughs> I had the opportunity to purchase packed cigarettes when I was up at the gas station since I'm drinking tonight. And because I knew I was going to want one, right? And I went up to the gas station and my co-worker comes up to me and he hands me a cigarette. And then, well, he goes to hand me a cigarette and he says, how long has it been? And I said, oh, about three or four days. And he snatches it back and he says, I'm not going to let you smoke then. And I said, well, why would you offer it to me if, you know. I said, I can smoke a cigarette and then stop. You know, I've done it before. I just quit for a week and then I started smoking and then I quit again. So, I mean, um, it's, it's pretty easy for me to do that now. Knowing that it's all a mind game knowing that I really have it in me, it's really easy to just smoke here and smoke there and be able to quit. But if I have a whole pack of cigarettes sitting there and I'm drinking, I'm not going to know when to stop. So, I've been wanting to go to Vegas for a while and not just to gamble. I know a lot of people think, oh, it's just gambling. But there's plenty of other things to do in Vegas that don't really require any money at all. And me, I like going to all the little side shows, all the little Cirque du Soleil shows and, you know, the uh, pirate ship show that they have down on the Strip. Mm. This tropical gelato is pretty smooth. I think it's a sativa. I don't know, but pretty smooth. 
that's going to get me to quit smoking for sure. And that's kind of how I stopped smoking cigarettes was um, smoking weed. So for all you people out there that want to know how I did it, I substituted it with smoking more weed. And some days I didn't want to smoke any weed at all. I didn't want any cigarettes. Um, and uh, I was also taking an antibiotic at the time, doxycycline, uh, for the infection that I had. What I think was the start of an infection, anyways. And um, I think it chemically changes your mind into making it to where you're not even thinking about a cigarette. It was like three times easier for me to stop with taking antibiotics and smoking weed. So maybe that's a new drug that they can give to people for quitting smoking. And it was so easy. So easy. Like, I know they got that Chantix bullshit for smokers out there. I've heard people say it makes them sick to their stomach and blah, blah, blah. Who knows what the fuck's in it. But doxycycline, if you take it, it'll kill off anything that you have, pretty much. If you've got an intestinal parasite somewhere deep down <laughs> in your brain or in your gut or in anywhere, it's going to kill it. So your joints are fucked up like mine were it's gonna fix them well it's gonna help um, you know if you've got a tooth infection uh, wisdom tooth infection or something that's deep down it'll kill it um, from the inside out it'll kill everything if you've got a urinary tract infection it kills gonorrhea it kills anthrax it kills syphilis this fucking antibiotic doesn't play around, right? And so I think that it also helped me um, mentally. My brain just didn't want them. I don't know. It just like changes your chemical balance of your brain. Now, there's some skepticism where people say it raises your protein levels throughout your whole body, even in your brain, and they say that what causes Alzheimer's is beta amyloid proteins. So they're trying to say that people that use doxycycline more than once or twice could develop Alzheimer's at a younger age. Do I believe that? No. No. They give it over there in Africa. They give doxycycline drops in the mouths of kids and in their water to help with intestinal parasites and cholera and uh, C. diff and shit like that. Um, because their drinking water is terrible. So, in those poor countries, especially in like probably Ecuador and shit like that, man really fucking poor water and you know you got people over here in America that they get the cleanest drinking water ever they don't have to worry about shit hmm. except for Flint Michigan man they really got fucked the last time around <laughs> I wouldn't be drinking water from Flint Michigan even if you had a filtration system on your house it's probably pumping it from like a toxic 
lead sewer sludge fucking pond that's <laughs> at the bottom of fucking Lake Michigan. It's got like dead bodies and shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably why. <laughs> no, but seriously. I wouldn't be drinking that shit if I lived in Flint, Michigan. They tried saying, oh, it's fine, it's safe as long as you got a filter. <laughs> no. Gave them these special filters to put on their taps and on their showers. Well, the only problem is, once those get filled with bullshit, guess what? It's spraying through all that shit and it's still getting out and onto your skin and, and through your drinking water. So... And you gotta change filters every so often. This next week I gotta go out and buy me a new water filter because I've had mine for a while. So, and I kinda can tell. As soon as it starts tasting a little funky, I can kinda tell. So, plus I got a water tester thing where I can stick down in my pitcher of water and it'll tell me how much dissolved solids are in it. And for those of you idiots out there that don't know what dissolved solids are, it's, um, like rock salt from when you have winter time and the snow plows are putting down rock salt um, that's a dissolved solid um, you know when oil or antifreeze or gets into the uh, drinking water or pesticides gets into the drinking water that's a dissolved solid um, you know it could be a number of things sewer runoff I would think would be a dissolved solid, I don't know, but it covers a whole wide variety of things, so um, the only thing that these don't really protect against is it, it only captures like 95% of lead, so if, if there are high amounts of lead in your drinking water where you live, you probably need a special, special water filter. Anywho, I got to thinking about working out and shit here soon, and I'm really getting this energy, I'm really getting amped up, I'm really getting ready to do it, and I'm thinking about what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to put into my body, how I'm going to start the workout routine, how long it's going to take, and to be honest with you, it's going to take months for me to get to a comfortable level to where I'm pushing weights on a leg press machine again um, because my joints and my knees are so fucked up right now that they're in the shape of like a 50 year old person so honestly I gotta start doing squats at home up against something that I can hold on to I gotta take it easy you know building this shit up and I have to start taking in more food, more nutrients to build this shit up. You have to have vitamin A and vitamin D to make collagen in order for your body to produce fluid for your joints. So, if you're somebody who doesn't drink milk, you don't eat meat, you hardly ever eat dairy, you're not going to have enough vitamin D in your diet. So I'm vitamin D deficient which is also a hormone. Vitamin D is a hormone. And 
I found out that maybe that's why I've had these hormonal problems in the past where I've been very tired, very fatigued. And I'm starting to believe that that's the whole reason why. So I'm going to nip that in the butt. And once I get everything balanced out to where I'm getting enough vitamin D, enough vitamin A, enough calcium, again, then after I'm working out on a regular basis, I'm building muscle, I'm making progress, then I'm going to start getting into a gym membership. If they're even open at that point in time. With the rate that things are going right now, coronavirus with these strains coming out, they could have the gyms closed like a week from now. Who knows? So, it's not very smart for me to throw down four or $500 for a membership for a year if half the year it's going to be closed. So I'm going to wait. I'm going to see. i got a lot of progress to still make for myself here at home before I can get back out into the gym. So for those of you that think, oh, you work out for a few months, three to six months, you're going to start seeing muscle. I am very malnourished in my opinion. In my opinion. My joints have been very tore up. Um, to the point where at one point I thought that I had an autoimmune disease that was attacking my joints. You know. Um, so we have a lot of repairing to do. And we have to do it slowly and safely. That way we don't end up tearing something and having to get surgery. So I do want to I do want to get everything I do want to push myself, but I want to make sure that everything is all my ducks are lined up in a row first. So I would say within the first 6 months of me starting my workout routine and my dieting after the first six months, I think maybe I can get back into a gym. Um, I was going to say three months, but I think that's pushing it. So I want to take my sweet time, like I said, start getting used to these diets. And um, it's going to be a lot of salads, like every day. So <laughs> we're going to be spending a lot of money on lettuce. Let's put it that way. And... I'm going to start juicing. I'm going to I'm going to get a blender and I'm going to start making different smoothies, different blends. Uh, I can mix in chickpeas or chia seeds or cocoa beans in with it to give it a texture. Um, but if I did like a hazelnut with cocoa uh, with coffee beans in it and did like some bananas and some milk. Uh, it'd be like a like a banana chocolate chip shake. You know, I guess you could say. <laughs> I know people that put cauliflower in there and ground it up so they can get, you know, all the nutrients from it. And they say you can't really tell the difference. Um, getting like peaches, mangoes, and apricots and everything blending it all together apples with cinnamon and everything and 
you know, I'm, I've got, like, recipes saved on my phone. And I'm going to start trying it. I'm going to start trying it. I'm going to have to put in protein powder in a lot of these different shakes anyways. And I want it to be as healthy as possible. So not only am I getting my proteins through the powder, but I'm also getting the fruits and stuff with it. But I want it to taste good as well. And that's the best way, I think, to absorb all this nasty powder that I'm going to put in it. Um, but I don't know, I have to look at what base flavors they have, because you can't go using chocolate protein powder with mangoes and shit like that. just wouldn't taste right. So, I wonder if they have, like, flavorless protein whey, like just protein isolates. I wonder if they just have flavorless ones. Everything's all flavored. It's like, dude, I just want to mix it in with my food and my, my shakes. <laughs> I don't want to have chocolate fucking cream pie <laughs> protein. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to definitely be a major change for me. And I'm going to have to take the time to actually do it the right way. So, I'm already feeling the energy boost. I'm feeling like this is the last hoorah. This is my last chance to uh, muster up the energy, muster up the strength, get back in the gym, start putting on muscle again. Because if I don't do it now... I'm never going to do it. I'm just getting older. You know, I'm, I'm 30 years old. So, um, I'm just getting older. And if you've already got the muscle on and you, you try and keep it, that's a little bit easier than trying to start from the ground up. So, anyways, yeah, I mean, I'd like to go to Vegas. I've really been thinking about wanting to go to Vegas, but I also want to go to California. I want to see the Redwood Forest and whatnot. Uh, I want to see Northern California along the coast. Uh, I have also want to go down to Florida, down to Sanibel Island as one place by the lighthouse. They have a bunch of seashells and shit to collect, but they also have... Uh, down in Key West, Florida. I've always wanted to go down there. Uh, so I have a whole bunch of places that I'd really like to see. Uh, Niagara Falls, the Grand Canyon, uh, and those are just all the things that are on my bucket list. I want to go from one side of the ocean to the other side of the ocean and take a picture and um, go down to Louisiana and try some of the best barbecue that I've ever had. And uh, so that's kind of the purpose of living van life, is being free, doing things that you want to do. You don't have to pay out the ass for a rental car and a hotel because your van is the rental car in the hotel. <laughs> Figuratively, it is. You could literally park in a casino parking garage and nobody would know you're living in it. So, 
You don't have to spend a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars a night. You can just put that in the slot machines. Honestly. And um you know you gotta figure if you're taking a week, you're only gonna get five days to enjoy it, maybe four. Because it's gonna be two days of driving. Going to be driving all the way there non stop, driving all the way back non stop. So it's only going to be you, and you have to be the type of person that can stay up all night if you have to. And I'm the kind of person that I can, you know. I've done it plenty of times in my day, pulled an all nighter just fine. So the thing that freaks me out the most about driving, especially at nighttime, is deer. Depending on the time of year, deer freak me the fuck out. Just driving along on the highway, doing 60 to 80 miles an hour, and bam, a fucking deer slams into you. Ruins your whole fucking evening. Yeah. That's another thing. For all you people out there, be aware of deer this season. I know you didn't hear about it a lot last season because a lot of people didn't travel, but they're out there. Deer are out there. It's a perfect time of year. It's winter time. They've already made their beds. They've already bedded down for the winter, but it's been warm, relatively warm around here recently, so I'm sure they're out and about tonight. I can guarantee it. It is going to dip down to, like, middle 30s, 35, 38, but with their fur and the way that they've got all the hay and everything bedded up, uh, the deer around here are no strangers to winter, so I'm sure they've already got a den made. Hmm. Last time I was out by the lake, when I was driving, there was a huge fucking problem with deer out there getting hit by cars because uh, when I drove out there one time there were like 7 to 10 fucking deer in one group like they started getting huge numbers huge populations they started getting like gatherings of these deer that would come through these suburbs and they knew they were safe there because nobody could hunt them right and there's nowhere really in the city limits around anywhere that they could hunt them either so I don't really know why they would have been running to that location, but, anywho, yeah, there were gaggles and gaggles of them out there, we're not just talking about one deer at a time here and there, we're talking about three or more deer at a time, <laughs> it's crazy, so anyways, podcast or two ago I was talking about how I was going to heat the van how I'm going to keep the batteries warm and so on and so forth and I think I've tapped into a, that I'm going to have to use basically multiple different heat sources um, because depending on the weather uh, uh, depending on the weather means a lot of things first of all Am I going to be in the van all day long, like on my day off? 
then I'm going to use more propane, more heat, to keep it going, instead of just having it going in the evening. Um, what am I going to do to keep my batteries warm and keep things from freezing when I am at work? What am I going to do? Well, I'm going to have to put it on a reptile heating pad uh, in a semi-enclosed area that can breathe. Uh, something that I can maybe lay over it or keep it somewhat warm to keep it at a certain temp. And they've got those reptile heating pads that have the thermostat on it. I can plug it right into a Jackery battery and put those underneath the Jackery batteries. Um, now with the propane tanks, I, I don't I don't know. I could kind of build maybe an enclosure and vent it and kind of do the same thing. Uh, I thought about maybe putting a wood burning stove in it to bring it up to temperature and then I can turn on the propane because propane won't work, it won't burn right if it's too cold. But if you bring the van up to temperature first and then use the propane, then it'll burn right. Then once it warms up, it'll even out, you know, but that's why I thought about getting a wood-burning stove, but um, I don't know. So in order to use a propane stove or a propane heater, propane burner, whatever you're using, you have to have a wood-burning stove to get it up to temperature or else your propane is not going to work. It's going to be too cold. It's going to be 20 degrees in that van. Who knows? Even if it's insulated, it's going to be pretty damn cold. Um, and it's the same thing with batteries. You can't store batteries for hours on end in uh, under freezing conditions. They just, they don't work like that, you know. So, even though the heating pads are going to draw 20 watts of power each, uh, that's still a pretty good trade-off for me to keep my batteries healthy and keep my propane tank healthy. So I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about getting some heat tape or maybe one of those warming pads with a thermostat on it put in the propane bay. Hmm. I can crank that up to 115 degrees, one of those heating pads. So it's probably a 20 degrees warmer than what a human body is at, you know, around about. Put one of those underneath of it, turn it on for 20 minutes. I'm sure it'll do some justice. Um, and then when you wake up the next day, your solar panels are going to have it charged, your batteries charged in four hours. I mean, so the heating pads are just going to be strictly for keeping the batteries warm and keeping the propane tank warm. And I'm thinking ahead because I've seen so many people that just put this shit in their van and then they don't think about it. They don't think that batteries have to be stored at a certain temperature. Yeah. 
I could even build like a like a cabinet maybe like a something made out of wood and then put like a vent hole on the front I could put the batteries in there on a heating pad with a fan maybe and that way it could be blowing out all the hot air keeping it at a certain temperature at an even temperature maybe I could do that I'm gonna I'm gonna test that theory once I get into van life and get a thermometer I'm gonna put it in there I'm gonna leave it on for so long and see how what temperature that thermometer gets up to sounds like a good experiment for me so that way if I do have a wood cabinet with my batteries in it like I said I can have it vented to where they don't overheat but yet it keeps them warm it keeps them from the rest of the van in a smaller confined area with a heating pad underneath so and hopefully I'm gonna have enough insulation in the floor and in the walls to keep it pretty warm in there so <clears throat> we will see this little fucking battery I'm telling you with me using it right now I've been using it this whole time it's been drawing power from this it's still got 33% left on it and my battery on my phone is at 88, so it's a trooper. I think I paid like 60 bucks for this little power bank, and it's been a fucking trooper. And um, I need to buy another one about the same size, 73 hours, watt hours, just to have as a backup in case this one crashes out. Because it's such a good thing to have. Like if the power goes out, there's a tornado and the power goes out for four days, guess what? You're going to have fucking power to charge your phone up. While everybody else on the block doesn't have any way to watch the news or get on Facebook or message anybody. So, they're vulnerable and you're not. That's what I like about this little power bank. So... Anywho, I think we're beer number three in, and like I said, I just got a Tombstone pizza tonight. I like Tombstones, I'm not going to lie. Tombstones and Jack pizzas take me back to the old days when I've been poor and I haven't had any money, and I just needed a cheap fucking pizza, right? When you're drunk and you need something to soak up that beer, Tombstone Pizza is like where it's at. Now, me, I don't eat sausage, right? I fucking hate Italian sausage. So everything else is pretty much fair game. But tonight I got a pepperoni and sausage pizza because it was the last one that they had at my job, right? I'm like, well, fuck it. You know, I'll just pick the sausage off right but I absolutely can't stand sausage so I don't know call me crazy I fucking hate it I thought about making a uh, another podcast I'm not gonna lie 
This is already my second one for today, but I've got some more beers to drink, and um, I don't know, I feel like maybe I still got it in me to uh, make some more content here. Maybe we can scroll through the news feed and see what we can come up with. Because <laughs> I'm not done drinking. I'm not done partying for tonight. It's only almost 9 o'clock. So, after I get done drinking this beer and eating my food and watching my TV, then I'll fucking go to sleep. That's a good thing about drinking at home. See, I don't ever get out and go to clubs anymore. Growing up, you know, getting older in age... I'm just like, what's the fucking point? You spend all that money on all that liquor, you get nothing, and then you have you either get kicked out by the, by the bouncers or you get in a fight with somebody or something, you know. Like, what's the point? Why not just stay at home and get fucked up, and then you can just go in your bed and pass out, you know? <laughs> so that's the way I've done it for a while now. I got some good old ranch dip. To have with my pizza. Mm, it's gonna be good. <coughs> Pick off all that nasty sausage. <laughs> I love frozen pizzas. Cause like I said, it takes me back to whenever I was broke and struggling and you know, nothing like good old cracker thin crust pizza. I love those good old cracker thin crust pizzas. Thin crust where it's at. I don't care what anybody says. Plenty of people have that dip, deep dish bullshit. And, you know, the only deep dish I want to have is like a Chicago style, I like deep dish. There's a difference. A lot of people say they have a deep dish pizza, but if it isn't Chicago style, I don't want it. <laughs> so. Anyways, went up to the gas station, seen my friend slash co-worker, gave me a cigarette and whatnot, which kind of kept me from buying a pack, because I've been really thinking about buying a pack, right? Like, oh, I'll just have one because I've been drinking, right? <clears throat> so tonight I've been drinking. And I really wanted to buy a pack. And I kept saying, oh, I'll only have a few out of it. But then the other part of my mind kept saying, no, you're going to smoke half the fucking pack. So don't do it. And I'm glad that I have an instinct to follow. Um, so now I'm smoking cigarette butts. <laughs> <clears throat> but the good thing is I'm running out of cigarette butts to smoke. So next I'll just be smoking weed. Which is okay with me. That's kind of the whole reason why I got more weed than usual. I've been keeping about uh, 7 to 10 and a half grams at a time. For that reason. So I continue to smoke it. And once I do run out, or once I do get low, and I don't have money to get more, I'm still going to have about an eighth left. That's how I, I like to keep it. So I'll buy, I just bought a quarter today and I still had an eighth. So that's ten and a half grams right there. 
next week maybe, or the one after that, I'm going to probably get another 7 grams. So, I want to keep it kind of steady as long as I can get good deals on it. At the other dispensary, they've been having, on certain days, they've had like buy one, get an eighth for a dollar. So you buy an eighth and you get one for a dollar. It's fucking crazy. Their eighths are like, well, depending on the price, like, you know, 60 bucks or whatever. But if you get a whole quarter for 60 bucks, it's like, So, I've been keeping my eye out at different dispensaries, and I'm still going to continue to smoke weed while I work out, because it makes me more focused, it gives me more energy, it is my pre-workout routine, my post-workout routine, I'm going to be smoking twice as much when I'm working out, it helps with my pain relief and inflammation. Um, it helps with my mindset, my focus. Um, I've also thought about maybe taking creatine again, but I don't think so. It's just too much sodium for my system. It's really bad for your heart, so. This time around, the only sodium I'm going to be taking in is from the food and from the beer. I'm going to try and keep it strictly energy from food, eating more proteins like chickpeas, dried chickpeas is probably one of my favorite snacks to snack on, um, it's crunchy, you can get the crunchy ones that are flavored, kind of like those, those, uh, Takis hot nuts, kind of like that crunch, but, um, I've got other things that you can snack on besides a whole bag of potato chips. And uh, I'm going to start getting my fats from mainly meat. But when I, when I buy meat, I'm kind of weird. I, I, I kind of stay away from pork unless it's pork chops, bacon, or um, pork tenderloin. But other than that, I don't eat pork. I don't eat pork steaks. Yuck. Um, and... I try to eat more beef, so I'll eat beef nine times out of ten. And ground beef, ground chuck, um, is way cheaper and way healthier fats for a bodybuilder than you can get anywhere else. So hamburger helper is very healthy, honestly, for a bodybuilder. You got your your fats. Um, that come with the ground beef, you get all the fats, you get your carbs that you need for your energy, you get the milk that also has protein that you're mixing in with it. Um, it's a it's a pretty decent little meal to have when you're putting on muscle. Um, it's cheap. It's an easy, cheap fix. Um, but if you look up, I was looking at the Great Kali, um, the other day and how he looks now because the great Kali used to be a well he still is a wrestler I do believe but um, I looked at his diet and I was shocked I was fucking shocked let me see if I can find it hold on 
it says um, here it is it says uh, in the morning he has fruit juices and fruits he has two quarts of milk he has eight eggs and a hundred grams of dried fruit before breakfast Kali drinks a lot of water and walks for a few minutes and then Kali then takes a lot of chicken and bread for breakfast which is proteins and carbs nothing but proteins and carbs for energy and for fuel for his muscles right in the afternoon at lunch he takes curry he pulses I don't know what pulses are vegetables um, wheat breads rice one one kilogram of chicken which is like three-quarters of a pound of chicken I think uh, eggs and dried fruit for dinner he has cheese legumes which is peanuts uh, or sprouts vegetables he has ten wheat breads ten wheat breads brown rice chicken six eggs two liters of milk two liters of milk before he goes to sleep that's a lot and then he has ice cream after dinner and then apart from these he also takes in ice cream coffee curds candies but he is pumped he is fucking pumped he does take in a lot of eggs and a lot of milk I'll, I'll say that But he's massive. He's fucking massive. So, I mean, I want to start out kind of halfway on that. Maybe two eggs in the morning, maybe three. Instead of eight. Get like 50 grams of dried fruit. Drink a bunch of water. And then at lunch, you can eat vegetables, curry, wheat breads, rice chicken, eggs, fruit. It, it, it's just about having a well-balanced lunch and dinner. Um, the workout routine that he has is pretty extensive. I can say that. Um, every day he works out for six days a week. So... Me, I'm not a very... He does 30 minutes of running on the treadmill. And he only does 20 minutes of cycling. But if he did 50 minutes of cycling instead of doing the treadmill, it'd probably be better for his joints and, you know, um, probably be more effective in burning calories. So, abdominal workouts and crunches. On Wednesdays, he works out on his shoulders and traps. He does multiple sittings of military presses and dumbbell military presses. But apart from that, he does lateral raises and rear lateral raises. But if you're doing, if you're doing like starting out, if you do a rowing machine, it's going gonna, it's gonna to target many different groups. Your legs, your quads, your calves. It's going to target your lower back, your arms, your, your, your triceps and your biceps, your forearms, your upper back for your lats for pulling on it, 
it, you know, that's a good thing about a rowing machine. It's good cardio, it's good for muscle. You're literally killing two birds with one stone. Uh, with doing a curling machine, you're getting that nice uniform curl every time. I don't really believe in dumbbells because if somebody's weak and they're just starting off, they can't get the proper form that they need, right? They're more focused on keeping the dumbbells formed than they are doing the fucking repetition. And I believe that the curling machine is the best results, even at 60 pounds. You can curl 60 pounds, and a beginner can do that and see results the next day. So, um... Um, he does multiple seat sittings of seated leg extensions, leg presses. Um, but apart from this, he does some calf raises and he does hundreds of crunches, they say. Hundreds of crunches. So I would say maybe he does like 200 crunches in the morning, 200 crunches in the evening, or 200 crunches at morning, lunch, and dinner. Who knows? Um... Uh, Saturday is a day of rest to him so on this day he only does 30 minutes of light jogging on the treadmill uh, but it's, it's really up to you on what you want to do for your for your workouts what's going to deliver the most effects what's going to be best for your body me I think the curling machine the rowing machine, the military press, are going to work fucking wonders. Wonders. It's going to target everything. Biceps, triceps, lats, upper back, lower back. And then you do the leg presses for your lower, and you do some squats. Other than that, I think that's all it really comes down to. I think that's the only workouts you really need. Cycling for cardio and doing that rowing machine is the only cardio that you need when you're putting on muscle. So, and I know a lot of people say, well, I'm putting on weight. I'm getting fatter. And it's not that you're getting fatter. It's that you're putting on more muscle. Okay? you got to realize the difference that muscle weighs three times more than fat does. And, you know, I know people have this misconception that they're getting fatter because they're way more. Well, no, it's because you're putting on more muscle. And, you know, you have to have a little bit of fat in order to put on a little bit of muscle, right? And I'm going to show people that you can go from being a little chunky and not having any muscle to building the most muscle that you've ever seen. So it's going to take some time. It's going to take some effort dedication but I'm really uh, ready and willing so anywho I'm going to probably end up making another podcast after this because I got some more beer to drink talk about my workout and shit on the next one so see Jizzle and the Wizzle signing off till the next one it was real it was fun but it wasn't real fun